0: In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is A Visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dub- of professional wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: Oh, VK, well, better than I was the other night. Uh, very special thanks to uh, Justin LeBlanc of Real Talk Radio, uh, Real Talk Radio 8, to be exact, for covering for me. And, and uh, I mean, I know he's a regular contributor on the program, but... Um, you know i know that the show is also a lot harder to do with just two guys or just one guy yeah so very special thanks to him for making life easier for the guy who was sick so i mm-hmm. appreciate it um, a lot
0: yeah so uh before we get into the the show a quick announcement um if you follow me on twitter and if you don't why the heck not seriously what's wrong with you Um, Because you're way better covering Twitter than I am. But if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you might have already seen the announcement. Uh, Raw and Order WBU has joined the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Um, What this means for you is it really won't change much. It won't change the format of the show at all, but it will help us get us into the ears of more people. As part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network... Uh, We joined the founding podcast, the Tatniss Podcast Uncensored, where they cover a little bit of everything from MMA to movies, as well as um, I I was listening to the the latest episode. They talked a little, I think, about tattoos because he uh, is a tattoo artist as well. Um, uh, Clothing lines, you know, a little bit of everything there, Mm -hmm. as as well as the other new members uh, shows uh, to the network uh chick and hen with SM. uh we're two sisters who aren't afraid to delve into subjects all women can relate to and men can learn from and that could in be the dice box slam yeah maybe you should listen to it <laughs> go on sir? <laughs> maybe, maybe i should listen my wife would probably <laughs> appreciate me learning a few things so and then the other new one in the dice box slam it is a dnd podcast with a wrestling connection uh Joining uh, members Will, Drew, Sean, and Dungeon Master Alex is AEW's own Nyla Rose. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. um, That's my girl, y'all. Yeah, and that hits close to home for me because I'm a super nerd and I play D&D. Yeah, that's that's all you, but the
1: Nyla Rose part, that's all me. Yeah. And yes, yeah, she's so, right. She was she should have been the first AEW's women's champion. That's my opinion.
0: Yep. But she is the second and um she's got a she's got a big uh match ahead of her at Revolution. I anticipate she will win it, uh just because I don't think they're gonna bounce that title around too much for a bit, but uh, she goes against Chris Statliner at Revolution, and uh, at least that's what they announced today. So, uh, card subject to change, but I don't think it will in the next... Well, and
1: they, you know they kind of left AEW with some question marks on who she would face, so mm-hmm. I wonder how they chose that particular match. Um, I'm sure Dark will have some... Well, some and on. we
0: do still have one more episode of of dynamite before that is, things could change. They announced it to be Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose, but big swole making, making her presence known could be a, a game changer for that. So
1: yeah, I, but so I everyone, else Statlander, please don't get in the nose to nose battle with Nyla. Cause you won't win and you will lose your nose.
0: Yeah. But um, <laughs> so everyone do yourselves a favor, check them out. Tatnisco uncensored uh, uh chick and hen with snm and in the dice box slam you can find them all on uh, whatever podcast platform you uh use to listen to podcasts um you can go to tatnisco.com and get links to, to their spotify pages there uh follow them on facebook follow them on twitter i don't know their twitter handles yet um uh but I've already followed them on Facebook and um we're looking forward to uh, bigger and brighter things in the future as part of this network it, it can only uh help us so but help them out uh go check out their shows and tell them Ron order sent you Um, In that note, if you are new to this show Coming over from one of those other shows uh, The premise for this particular show Is very simple We're going to take turns Challenging each other to book some unknown Often unlikely scenario In the world of professional wrestling Um, We don't discuss them in advance So our answers are entirely made up on the spot And sometimes we kill it And sometimes we're not the best Amen Amen but uh, I'd like to remind everyone, before we get into that, though, to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and provide you with great content. Also, like I said, go like, share, and subscribe to our network uh, co-shows. Um, they're all excellent, and, and I'm looking forward to it. But. Um, On that note, we will get into the fantasy booking. And I got to be honest, this last week's been kind of a blur to me. I don't remember who went first last week. So um, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Um, So uh, I was thinking that last week we talked about Elimination Chamber. And we booked uh, an AEW Elimination Chamber match. Uh, But I think... I think it's time to get into the Wrestlemania move. Um, I know we've still got Elimination Chamber before Wrestlemania. Uh, there's still a lot of things that can change before then, but we already know of three matches for Wrestlemania, official, Right? We've got McIntyre versus Lesnar. We've got Flair versus Ripley. And we've got Becky versus the winner of the Raw Women's Elimination Chamber match. Cough, cough, Shayna or cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but there is still a lot of room i heard reports that they were thinking of 14 matches for this wrestlemania so that means 11 matches uh still not booked or not announced Good Lord. so what i want you to do is book two matches for the grandest stage of them all two unannounced matches now that now we already know there's likely going to be a Universal title match of some sort. Um, there's probably going to be at least one of the tag teams defending there, probably both. Um, but I also heard that it's, they're expecting it to be pretty women's heavy as well, like up to six women's matches on WrestleMania. So um, I just need you to book two. Any two. You This is your fantasy, so... What would you like to see for two matches at WrestleMania? Oh,
1: see, I maybe I was sort of predicting, but two... Uh, so fantasy, okay. Well, that is, I mean, that's the name of the show, and I get it. Apparently, when I got sick, I just completely forgot how everything works around here. Um,
0: I mean, in fairness, it can be a fantasy prediction, you know? I mean, looking at what's going on there, like I said, the Universal title's going to be defended there. Who it's on is... Uh, up in the air until uh, the show that shall not be named coming up uh, in a couple days. But <laughs> the show that shall not be named. Oh, I love you, man. <laughs>
1: anyway, all right. So this is—I uh, think one of these fantasy bookings has has been spoken of numerous times on my behalf. Um, I'm gonna keep it because I know it's kind of cheating. But um, I'm also okay with that. If, if you guys have listened to the show enough, um, I want a double retirement match. And I want it bad. And I want it soon before it's really bad. Um, and so I want Sting and Undertaker. Um, and not Sting and Mean Mark Callis, which has happened. I want Sting and Undertaker. So um, that would be booked as... In a perfect world, it's going to be booked as a casket match. Um, with, uh, quote-unquote career on the line, um, they could even call it the retirement match, and, um, the match would have, I think both of them can do, can put on a a seven or eight-minute match, I really do, especially with some, not necessarily rest holds, but big hits where they're both down for a little bit, um, you know, some long ten counts and whatnot, um... So I'm gonna call for, you know, a seven to eight minute match, uh, extravagant entrances. Um, Sting Sting needs one good WWE style entrance that wasn't what happened um, the last time he had WrestleMania. So I think he deserves something better than the drums that happened. Um, maybe even a pirate theme since it's in Tampa, you know. Uh, it would be, as I said, a casket match Uh, eventually both members falling into the casket simultaneously. Yeah, I know, lynch mobs, I get it. Um, but it's my fantasy booking, so I'll do with it. (laughs) It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. So, um, yeah, they, they, they both hit the, their own respective great moves. Thing, you know, gets the, the scorpion death drop. Um, Taker gets the tombstone, um, and and eventually, you know, they both just give their last, last gasp and fall into the casket at the same time, and it closes. And that's the end of their careers. Um, I, I, I am fully aware that Vince will never let The Undertaker go out with a tie, um, and certainly is happy with Sting going out with a loss. So... Um, I know that this is never going to happen, but I think for fans' sake, this deserves to happen. I think that it creates a certain, certain, I mean, both of these kids, both of these characters have transcended wrestling while staying in wrestling and so i think there's something to be said for that whereas it's not it's not the rock who went on to something else it's not stone cold who 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 gained some celebrity status it's not hulk hogan it's sting and the undertaker who are solely known for wrestling they don't have bad acting or good acting people's cases um they don't have those outside the industry things and they are i would say there's probably maybe you could say three names as big as as big as those two and i don't know if there's any bigger so um i think they both deserve to be able to go out and just a a absolute banger of of an eight to ten minute match with three to four minute intros each uh maybe even five to ten um I think as they wheel the casket out you could have um all the any wrestler that was willing to come come and line the ramp and and you know either heads down or clap or whatever it may be as they go out um just a, a just a incredible close to their careers at wrestlemania so that's that's what i'm going with for the first one
0: and now you can make your comment on that one. Oh, oh i've I've said it before, um, you know, there's a reason this is fantasy booking, because that is <laughs> a fantasy. It will not happen, um, uh, not not just from, from uh, Vince McMahon's standpoint. Like you said, Vince isn't going to let Undertaker go out on a tie. He is totally fine with the idea of Sting going out on a loss. Because in his mind, Sting losing still proves that WCW sucked and WWE rule. Uh, I'm well aware of that's why he's okay with exactly how Sting's done right now. But, but I also think that fans would riot uh, for that. I
1: don't. I just don't think they would. As long as it was a banger of a match, I don't think they would.
0: I, as a Sting fan, I'm not down with even a tie. But as a Sting fan, I don't. I don't want to see him wrestle again. I don't i he he entertained me in in his prime and i would rather remember him in his prime and go to a convention and uh have him sign my um set of six matching sting action figures that i have on my wall uh that have him from surfer sting to Wolfpack sting
1: um are, are you like hoping he's listening to this podcast and he'll just like I always
0: hoping I'll be happy to, to sign those, bud. <laughs> but but oh, I'm just I'm using them more as, as thing fan cred. Um but in the end I I would rather uh remember his last even how it ended and all that stuff, that's a better ending to his career for me than coming back to face Undertaker and going out in a tie, because tying is like kissing your sister. Um that's a really bad joke that goes back to my childhood, and I really should stop saying it. Um, well,
1: and here's the thing, I would have, I would have said that's not so bad, except for I know my sisters listen. So, uh, hey,
0: not in Alabama.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not like kissing your sister, but I've never kissed my sister, so I guess I don't know.
0: Uh, the, our listeners in Arkansas would have heard that and go, well, that doesn't sound so bad at all. <laughs> and they were we lost him again. Uh, no. Damn it we just never no more get Little face. Rock
1: All right, this for the second match. Um I don't really I don't really want to book anything fiend related cause I don't feel well right now the, the, the existing storyline, and I know you're trying to avoid talking about the show that shall remain nameless. That's super. And is kind of a showdown. Um, uh, I, I know that, that the storyline is fiend and Goldberg and, um, you had kind of an interesting scenario that maybe you'll talk about, uh, after that showdown is over, um, or maybe later tonight, I don't know. Um, that I that I enjoyed, but it's still not what I want. And I just want him to give me what I want.
0: Give me what I want.
1: <laughs> you know what I want. Give me what I want. Give
0: me what I want.
1: <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that particular title. Um, God, I I would like to see him unify the tag titles, the men's tag titles. Um, no, I wouldn't. I want to see Miz and Morrison with tag titles, but I want it in, in better than what they would have right now. And I don't want extra extra people in the match. So, an IC title? Uh, that's what we'll do. We'll do the IC title. Braun still holds the IC title. Um, yeah, Braun still holds the IC title. And Braun versus... <laughs> that's legit. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Please <laughs> He's 12 now, so he can he can definitely handle it. Oh yeah, he's a big boy. I'd like to see Braun versus Sheamus. I really would. That'd um, it's not concept. gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a big. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm limited to SmackDown there on the IC title. Um, I'm I'm done with Sheamus and Shorty G. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really done with Shorty BG being a jobber, man. Like I'm over that. Um, so maybe Shorty G as the special guest referee, but, um, I think, I think Seamus, if they, if they, (laughs) I don't know what happened that he wasn't World Championship material anymore. World Champion material or Universal or WWE Champion material anymore. But I think he is still. And I think Braun's a safe enough worker that we don't have to worry about his neck, about um, Seamus's neck, which allows for Seamus to really show off that his broke and get a six foot ten guy. Um, it allows Braun to, to get additional strength uh, by kicking out and um, you know we we've had we've had so Brock is known as the guy who struggles with little guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of the time they they, they bring that up. Um, Braun can't be the guy that struggles with little guys. He has to be the guy that struggles with endurance or something else. Um, and I think Sheamus can pull off you know big underdog win over Braun. Um, and I think he can pull the both of them can pull a good. Again, eight to ten minute match out of out of each other. Um, These do not have to be long matches. Um, So yeah, I I think that's where I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with Sheamus winning it and and put a title on Sheamus. I do want to do a third one, and that's Triple H versus nobody. I want a Triple H versus no one match. In an empty arena match. Perfect. Triple H versus. He comes out to the ring. He gets his entrance. That costs way too much money. He gets out to the ring. And everybody's just like, no, no, you don't need, I mean, you're the boss and you keep booking yourself for the big show.
0: So, no, big show.
1: Well, sorry.
0: Well, it's the big <laughs> slow. <laughs> He's big, 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 and slow. So I, I
1: one was a surprise. The other one wasn't. Um, I do want you to do yours though. I want you to tell us your little fantasy booking of the
0: fiend not wrestling for the world or for the WWE title. That was the one I was gonna bring up since you had kind of brought it up. So and I can't take 100% the credit. I saw someone on I think a Facebook group mention it. um and it's just struck struck my interest and i was like that is a way better story it it,
1: it really is genius
0: ultimately the the problem they have right now is um as much as i like the feat i have no interest in seeing him defend the belt really like they booked themselves in this corner where they gave him the belt way too uh and now he's stuck where if he defends the belt we feel like well he's got to win because uh, he's he's the fiend and everything. So uh, my thoughts are that uh, maybe he shouldn't have the belt, um, and and there's an interesting way I think they can book him to lose the belt uh, at the show that shall not be named, and I refuse to even call it Super because uh, Super is uh, reserved for things I like. Can you Uh, call it down? Yeah, it it is a show, and it is is a down show. (laughs) Um, So there's that. But so the storyline that they've told with The Fiend is that when he has the mask on and he comes out, he is basically unkillable. Uh, He gets up from every hit, No matter how hard it is, he sits back up and everything's fine. But they've also told the storyline that Bray Wyatt, without the mask, is human, effectively. He can get beat up. He can take this beating and, theoretically, could be pinned. So, uh, I think that uh, Bill Goldberg should spear him out of his mask, um, which then would render him mortal enough to succumb to a jackhammer and a one two three so going into wrestlemania the fiend is no longer the universal champion it is bill goldberg having a final run with the belt and the storylines that that sets up is so much nicer because like you look at the potential matches for for the universal belt at wrestlemania and the most obvious one is Roman Reigns versus, uh, the, for the universal title versus whoever holds it, right? I have absolutely zero interest in seeing Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt the Fiend right now. None. However, you could still, I mean, Roman could spear the mask off the Fiend too. He could. Um, I kind of, I, there are very few people who do a, a spear as well as Bill Goldberg did. And so I think that's the better option, but I've sure. got zero interest in seeing the match. I mean, I've got zero interest in actually seeing the match, Bill Goldberg versus no interest whatsoever, which is fine. Cause I'm not going to watch it anyway, but, but then you get to WrestleMania and Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg. Surprisingly, I actually have interest in potentially seeing that, uh, put someone else in that Daniel Bryan versus Bill Goldberg. Sign me up. Um, Sheamus for Bill Goldberg. I'll watch that match. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bill Goldberg. Yep. Every single one of those matches, I have no interest in seeing if the title holder is The Fiend. But you take the title off The Fiend and put it on Bill Goldberg, and suddenly I have an interest in potentially seeing that match. Um, So that's my fantasy booking, is that Bill Goldberg wins the belt at the down of shows in the Arabian country. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i will say you think
0: i'm gonna get lynched for my storyline well the, the difference is if a lynching happens in saudi arabia it's not because fans were angry because they don't know <laughs> what the f is going on in wrestling over there um it, Not allowed. It, Man, come on. It'll probably be because some woman went outside wearing a short sleeve shirt or something. Um, but Wow
1: Showed a little bit too much. Get, I didn't know we were gonna get so political today. <laughs> Holy cow.
0: But so that's that's my fantasy book. Um and like I said, and like you said, it's very unlikely to happen. I don't see any real uh, reason to believe WWE will actually have Goldberg win versus the Fiend in Saudi Arabia. It's not gonna No, happen. And
1: there's been there's been way too many vignettes with you don't know what you're going up against, Fiend, you know, with with Hogan doing one and everybody's doing a vignette to support the Fiend or to support Goldberg. Which is a pretty good sign that the Fiend's gonna win that one.
0: Yep. So, so, make someone look really, really strong going into it. That's when they lose. So you had Bill Goldberg look really strong against the Fiend by spearing him on SmackDown last week, and then the Fiend running away. To me, that tells me that the Fiend's probably gonna win. But it's also probably gonna be a squash match. Yeah. So, anyway, um, cool. So, well, then let's move on to what sort of challenge you have for me. Well,
1: you know, we um, before last week's show, um, which was recorded a day late, I um, I asked which particular crap show you were going to watch, and you thought that I was talking about AEW or NXT, and I said no, there's another battle that's going to be on television. So the season is politics season here in the United States. There's there's a uh, 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 presidential primary setup going on right now um oh my gosh that'd be so much fun but we're not going to do that um there's a presidential primary going on right now and so uh i also was watching some stuff on the network a little while back and i was reminded that hulk hogan was going to run for president so outside the ring You are going to put together a candidate from pro-wrestling for the 2020
0: election. Well, I mean, I think grand scheme of thing, that's actually easy to actually do. Because there is a uh, a pro-wrestling candidate that is immensely popular uh, amongst both uh, liberals and conservatives alike here in America. That uh, I I really do think could be a, a Ronald Reagan sort of candidate, um, and wait know where this is
1: going already.
0: <laughs> and, Go on. and he's a little rock the Dwayne Johnson. So
1: <laughs>
0: um, and so that that's the but the thing is that's that's fish in a barrel. He's even joked about running for president for. Yes, he has. Um, and well, vice president,
1: he, he joked about running for vice president alongside um, Oprah
0: but uh but i you know really if he were to legitimately run i think he'd he'd get a lot of support um do i necessarily think he should no um i i think here in america we we love the idea of uh, a non-politician becoming uh, uh, president, uh, because the politicians, the lifelong politicians, they don't know what it's like to be a, a normal person a in America. Person, that's right. Um, but no offense to Rock the Dwayne Johnson, um, but it's been a long time since he's known what it's like to be an <laughs> American person. Um, and there's nothing against him, but uh, sense about. I don't know what, 2002. Um, he's been a mega star and he lives a life that most of us don't ever taste. Um,
1: and, oh, I even put it the last millennia, like he's been a pretty huge star for a long time,
0: mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but anyways, so, um, so outside of Dwayne, the rock Johnson, yes, I'm going to say it right that time. So that people know, um, I, I, Making a funny when I say rock the Dwayne Johnson, um, but uh, outside of him, a wrestling figure to run for president. Oh, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. You might roll your eyes when I say it. Um, based on his promo skills alone, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Really? Ah, uh, he his promos he knows how to work a crowd so well i have no idea on his personal politics really i mean the the company aew seems to be relatively progressive overall um and inclusive but he's also from the south you know so but just he knows how to deliver a speech uh he knows how to go off off book a bit but not sound like he's going off book it's all cohesive and put together um he knows when to raise his voice and start talking loud and fast and when to slow it down and talk slow so uh plus he looks really good in a suit um he's got that uh Good old boy, American boy next door looks that, uh, you know, I could see standing up on the pulpit delivering his speech. I I think if I were to book a wrestling figure to run for office, uh, he would be high on my list of of concepts now I don't want it to happen soon which is why you would you say for for 2020
1: okay well it could be farther out that's fine 2024 is going to be the, the open election both sides so we'll say 2024 well concept? unless of course unless of course Dems win okay fair enough but uh, <laughs> for the
0: next open election
1: maybe that's what I should say but that but way so, we don't have to uh, th- assign politics to anybody
0: and, and so yeah I mean like I said, you know, I, I hope AEW um, and Cody Rhodes are, are continuing to provide us a lot of entertainment for many, many years to come. Uh, but he just, I don't know, the the, the promos that he gives, uh, he knows how to uplift. And, and, I mean, it's just, it's textbook. It's so great. So I think, now, I... After, uh, as much as I gushed recently about his salt off the, the cage, people are g- probably going to start thinking I'm a Cody Rhodes, just uber fan. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Mark. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll admit I, I wasn't always a big fan of his wrestling. Um, he, he has an older style of wrestling that, uh, sometimes doesn't match as well with the new style of wrestling the aew kind of is their forte yeah but but he knows how to put together a match therefore a strategy he knows how to work a crowd better than almost anyone in the game right now i think i think he's my choice Who, who's your vice president with him that's tough because he chose him that's 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 actually tougher to be perfectly honest um who's his vice president? jimmy havoc Oh my lord! <laughs> uh, Jimmy Havoc can't do it. He's British. <laughs> I don't think there's any rule that says the vice president has to follow all of the same stuff the president has to. But I would assume they still have to be of age. I think they
1: have to be eligible to be president, though.
0: I I, I wasn't sure. I I wasn't sure exactly on that. There. I know there's a clause that if the vice president isn't Eligible to take the office in the case of a president having to step down or, or leave office for whatever reason, um, that it moves on to uh president pro tem in the house or senate, anyways. But, but well, there,
1: there is an eligibility clause separate from the
0: death I th- clause, I think there is. Um, I mean, the the Man, this is going to turn into a politics podcast. I don't want to get too heavy on
1: No, in that. and I didn't... I, uh, I just I just was curious about I that. Thought,
0: I thought there was a, a term of secession sort of a thing. But but anyways, um, as much fun as having King of the Deathmatch, Jim, Jimmy Havoc... Jimmy is
1: Havoc sure. is vice president.
0: Um, I don't
1: think he, that's... He would be the designated survivor every time. Hey, um, we don't really want you at the State of the Union... Okay. Can you
0: can you stay home again? We this is three years every in time a row, he goes, man. every time he goes anywhere, uh, the metal detector goes off, and he has to take the staple gun out of his jacket and put it on the conveyor belt. That's uh, a, oh my goodness, that's hilarious! I think uh, even better just from the dichotomy, Brian Cade. Okay. So so you've got this uh, super great speaker. Uh, Fit-looking but relatively average-size man in Cody Rhodes running for president. Tall, Tall but still, I mean, you know, he's not—he's not extremely muscular. He's—he's he's definitely fitter than the average person. I'm not trying to, but he's still. And then you've got this absolute just behemoth, Scott Steiner level behemoth, uh, muscle man as the vice presidential candidate. Um, you know, and not saying that Brian Cage isn't great on the mic, but he's great more in the classic, uh, I'm going to yell into the mic like a crazy person, um, mold of professional wrestling. And I just, I, there's something about the picture of a group of secret servicemen walking along, uh, (laughs) surrounding this giant beefcake of a man. Uh, you know, like why are you even here, bros? You know, just go home. He'll take care of himself. He's, he's got it. <laughs>
1: That's funny.
0: That, I like it, Brian Cage. I like that one. I like that a lot. Uh, oh, not that Lord. I'm actually uh, advocating for that particular uh, combination in the end. Yes. Yeah. We. I,
1: not okay. something that, that I don't think either of us are advocating
0: for a pro wrestler to go into. Um, no.
1: And presidential,
0: and and that's any pro wrestler, including Jesse the Body Ventura,
1: uh, the Rock Johnson. If you're thinking of it, actually doing it,
0: don't do it. Yeah, please leave it. I mean, like it's not ruin your career. We love this whole idea of this outsider who goes into into uh, you know Washington and cleans up the the place, but but you know politics is such a it's such a unique playing field that it takes someone a lifetime to learn how to play it um and anytime someone comes in from outside uh i think they don't know how to play it and they struggle um and so i think i think you know you you don't say oh those uh those mechanics at the garage they just they're lifetime mechanics they don't know what a real man uh lives with i just I just want some guy off the street to fix my car. No, you want a mechanic. You want someone who knows what they're doing to fix your car.
1: You're you turning know? this into that political
0: conversation. You don't say, Oh, those <laughs> those surgeons, right? They've just spent so much time in school and they, they make so much money, they don't know what a normal person has to deal with, right? I want my I want my heart surgery performed by a normal person. Nope. Nope. You you want a heart surgeon to do that. You, that's what you want them for. So yeah. No, I just thought I'd go
1: somewhere a little bit fun for that one. I, I, yeah. uh, so I, I my first thoughts was Dwayne the Rock Johnson as well. Um, but uh, I I I didn't go any deeper than that. I was just like, I hope he doesn't cop out because I would have had to cop out. Yeah. And you didn't, so good for you, man.
0: Rhodes Cage twenty twenty four. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was an interesting one. So we yeah, will move on to uh, our weekly game of Nullify, Vilify, or Deify. It is our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry or FMK if you're a schoolboy. Um, the rules are simple. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely, vilify someone to the bottom of the card, and deify one just like Macho Man said Cream does, right to the top.
1: That's the best one you've ever done.
0: It took me a while to think of that.
1: Ever, that
0: is such a good line. rises to the top. To the top. Yeah. Uh, the crop. Yeah. Um. So your first round. Good. Your choices are the proverbial third wheels in their respective factions, even though they were all the fourth wheel, um, but that doesn't work for the analogy. Um, So we're talking people either uh, currently wrestling or talking of them in their prime, because one of them is not currently wrestling. Your choices are Sammy Guevara from the Inner Circle, Roderick Strong from Undisputed Era, and xbox slash six from nwo slash dx is
1: it is it sad that who i nullify is easy for me or did you know no. that that was coming
0: these You're are all good people good. that you have opinions on you know um, okay so
1: um i think xbox still has xboxy man just go away like no i, I don't <laughs> no can I just say no can I nullify X-Pac can I go back to 123kid and nullify him (laughs) am I I limited in how far back I can go like no I never liked him never liked him and that's sad and I I liked him even less when he was more Sean Waltman and less 123kid and I didn't like him as 123kid either so that's how far back we're going Okay um, uh, I would I, Man, I guess I'm going to vilify Roderick Strong, I like Roderick Strong um, He's not what makes The Undisputed Era go um, That's that's obviously Adam Cole, Bebe I
0: mean, Mr. Uh, Bebe is there, yes yeah,
1: Mr. Yeah. Bebe is what makes that That entire group go
0: um, Bobby Fish a little bit I, I love Kyle O'Reilly Kyle O'Reilly cracks me up This whole last month, when he kept referring to Mr. Peter Dune um, (laughs) and uh, Matthew Riddell. Riddell? We got a match coming up with Matthew Riddell and Peter Dune. Kills me every time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I digress. You digress. uh, Vilifying Roderick Strong. So that means Sammy Guevara?
1: Do you find Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god... That was not intentional, but it worked out really well. Um, I will also say that stems mostly from AEW this week. Because Homeboy sold a super kick. And I and we talked about this earlier tonight. I wasn't expecting to have to, to talk about him uh, on the show. But um, that was amazing. It was also... That Battle Royal was... I like that
0: that uh, one person could be eliminated and the team was still in. Uh,
1: yeah, that was a really than...
0: unique unique uh, way of approaching it. So many times, WWE is notorious for it's a tag team battle royal, but if one person gets eliminated, you're both out.
1: Yeah, so I did enjoy that. Um, I loved that that uh, the Inner Circle saw an opportunity to interfere. Uh, because it, it is a no DQ match. I've always wondered why there was not factions that just interfered the entire way through Battle Royals. Because it just makes sense to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I deeply enjoyed um, Guevara jumping off the top rope, taking Matt Jackson's super kick to the jaw, buckling like a full, like a, like your like a pair of jeans flopping on the floor man like it it just uh, there was a pile of Guevara in the ring and man that was sold I I'm not joking I thought he was dead or paralyzed I was happy to see him roll out of the ring I I don't I don't like Guevara he's good enough to make me not like him um he's not as good as MJF is at making people not like him but um, I, I, nothing about him appealed to me until that moment. I was like, oh, thank God he's alive. <laughs> uh, he, uh,
0: he won me over on being the elite back when AEW was first launching. Because they uh-huh. had this running, running gag with him where he would approach one of the wrestlers backstage and he'd be like ah hey hey so yeah yeah um yeah I heard your I heard your match I didn't see it but I heard it and it was a great match you did a great job out there I mean like I said didn't he didn't see it but I heard it and then he'd leave and the person would be like I haven't even wrestled and he just played that smarmy guy who's who's always like sucking up to people but obviously fake uh which is different than MV- MJF's I'm better than you and you know yeah. it uh, and that's where uh, Sammy kind of won me over on that I even sent him a tweet at one point About one of his matches And I said, yeah, uh, you did a great job I mean, I heard it, I didn't see it, but I heard it
1: Yeah, lots of people have sent him that t- tweet see. I that.
0: am quite certain, yes <laughs> I mean, I just heard that lots of people have sent yeah, him that I tweet I heard it, I, but I didn't
1: So yeah, that's where I'm going with that
0: Yeah, okay, so who do you got for me?
1: Alright, so I'm gonna go with nullify vilify deify.
0: Um, which is, you know, the only
1: option in Yeah, good choice nullify, there. Vilify here, DFI. Um, and I'm gonna go with enforcers. I'm gonna go with Wordlow, Jack Swagger, and I'm sorry. Not Jack Swagger. Hager, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Sorry. Um and oh, uh, uh, tour of the islands. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb, you thought I was gonna go with Enforcer Arn Anderson, didn't you? Well, thought when you said give that, you easy first, I was like, <laughs> no, no, I'm going with the muscle. I could roll it back and, and like do the muscle with including Batista and all those guys, but we're gonna go with existing right now. Who the muscle is, um, I would have said, you know, one of the members of AOP, but they're both the muscle. In there, so, the
0: one faction, so it's tough and it's not tough. Um, kind of like uh, my challenge for you, the person who gets a nullified is probably the easiest. Um, and for me, that's Jake Hager, and it's nothing against Hager. I just like when he was getting a contract with Bellator, WP, right now, I didn't care. Um, he hasn't wrestled a single actual match in AEW that's supposed to change at Revolution. Uh, we'll see. Um, but he was, he was never someone that I cared much about. And while, yeah, when he made his first appearance as the Enforcer muscle, it was shocking and a a big surprise. And he's done a good job. He gets nullified. He doesn't currently add much to the, the tale, in my opinion, right? The vilifier DFI is the tougher one because you've recently seen really good matches from both. Yes. um, And it's really, really tough uh, because Jeff Cobb is amazing and deserves everything that's coming to him. And I'm hoping he signs with AEW. Like I said, reports have they've uh, offered him a really good contract that includes the ability to continue wrestling for New Japan. Um, so he wouldn't have to walk away from New Japan. Uh, but Wardlow really impressed me with playing the big man in that in that uh, cage match. Yeah. And, ah, oh, jeez, I just don't know who I should vilify. Um, of the two of them, I guess Jeff Cobb, I have more faith in being able to work his way back up to the top eventually uh, because he does... He's kind of like a, a, a rhino sort of character in yeah. the respect that he can go out there and just destroy people, and he can be lower on the card for a bit and then work his way back up. Uh, sure. I I think Wardlow has the look, has the, the style that um, he could be a top-of-the-card contender for, for a long time. So I guess I vilify... Uh, uh, Jeff Cobb and I deify Wardlow. I think the
1: other thing about Wardlow is that he, the scenario is set up right for the turn, um, and, and that immediately me makes me think of the two uh, Sean Michaels um, bodyguards, whether whether it was uh, Diesel, Kevin Nash, Oz, that guy. Um, yeah, I know we're not supposed to mention Oz, but. You know, A great and powerful. Us. Anyway, um, or Psycho Sid, Sid, Sid Vicious, um, hashtag broken femur.
0: Twice the man that you are and I have half the brain that you do.
1: Yeah, perfect.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. They're, they're definitely setting up eventually. MJM yeah. is gonna have to fight war. Yeah, um, and
1: I and I think it's set up better to do that. So um, whereas Jeff Cobb can be an enforcer for quite a while in more of a uh, four horsemen esque setup, where him and him and and um, he could even be the guy who takes Jericho's place temporarily while he's on tour. Hey man, I'm gonna go on tour. I need you to hold on to this title for me for a while.
0: Yeah, possibly. I think, I think the other important thing to remember in the storyline is that Jeff Cobb was really a hired gun. Yes. More than an enforcer sort of thing. So him moving up and down the ladder makes a little bit of sense because anyone can hire him. And, and so you could even have a... Uh, john silver hire jeff cobb to be the guy who helps him win some matches to get on a roll uh you could have the dark order hire jeff cobb to be you know what i mean so there's a lot of storylines for him at every level of the card absolutely absolutely so i i kind of want to
1: introduce um maybe not maybe this won't be a permanent one but uh and oh my omg did you see that segment Okay. I'm springing this on you a little bit just because we have a little bit t- time left on the show. Um, we've done the OMG Have You Seen That with several AEW things, but I have an OMG Did You See That? OMG Did You See that? Raven sitting in the middle of the aisle with a light right mm-hmm. on him.
0: Yes. Like that like was, was a not at all hidden. <laughs> yeah. That was a um, what I would say a brilliant troll of, Easter egg. of the um yeah. they've been talking about the Exalted One's coming, the Exalted One's coming um, and then I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Raven was told to sit right there, said hey, we're going to get a lot of people talking about you Uh, you don't have to sign with us as a company, you know what I mean Uh, people are going to think just by you being there in the vicinity of the Dark Order people are going to start saying oh my goodness, is Raven the exalted one and and it worked uh i have seen countless posts on twitter and facebook of people trying to uh logic how he Raven might could be the exalted one I, I cannot rule him out of being the exalted one but it takes some pretty big mental gymnastics to rule him in in my book um and i love raven and i want it i would love him to have a part in aew but From a character standpoint, he has always been the, like, charismatic leader of a group of losers more than the charismatic cult leader. you know what I mean? Raven's flock was never about them following him because he was able to convince them. To that he was going to lead them to the promised land or whatever. It was about a bunch of losers who were hanging out with someone they thought was really cool. And they thought that by hanging out with this cool guy, they got to be cool too. So I think we can all think back to high school. And there was uh, almost all of us in high school. There was a group of high school students where one of them was definitely cooler than the rest of the group. And the rest of the group kind of hung out with them too. Right on the coattails of his coolness.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm all too
0: familiar with that. I know what that what's up there. And uh, that was Raven's character always is, true. is the, true. The leader of a band of losers. Um, it's going to drunk- be Tony Shavani. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> you know, that that would be an interesting twist to it, and I would I would appreciate that. I got to be honest, I'm the the forerunner in all internet bantering about it is uh Matt Hardy of course Matt Hardy's contract is up uh March 1st I believe so okay. just a, a few days really um unfortunately it is up the day after AEW Revolution so he would not be able to appear at Revolution uh if he is the, uh, he's the forerunner for it uh but I I don't I don't really like that like Maybe it'll win me over in the end. But to me, that's not where I would go. Um, the second, no, I think Raven makes
1: more sense than him even.
0: Yeah, because that's, I mean... Matt Hardy's supposed to be kind of a lunatic. Yeah! The only reason he makes sense is the leader of lots of cults are kind of lunatic. Loon- um, and he's a yeah. charismatic lunatic who talks about you know, uh, leading you to the promised land.
1: Yes, um, more wins.
0: Uh, Sorry. But but I would much prefer him bring the broken character into AEW um, as the crazy person, not the leader of a cult. Um, I'd love to see him bring, in, bring it
1: in as he thinks he's the leader of the cult. And he's not actually the leader of the cult. I, that
0: could work. That's fine. I, don't, I, I think the other frontrunner, the the second, should say, um, that a lot of people think is going to come in. It's been what they've been teasing as well on screen. But because they've been teasing it, that's why I don't think it's going to happen. Is Christopher Daniel? Uh they've made a very big point about how Christopher Daniels is never. Uh, in the ring when the Dark Order attacks the rest of SEU how when the Dark Order comes out and talks about the Exalted One is coming Christopher Daniels is nowhere to be found they even had a segment on um, I think it was uh, Being the Elite this week where uh, he comes backstage to talk to the other members of SEU Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian about their match coming up and they flat out kind of accuse him of being being in the dark order. And because of that, that's why I think he's not the But those who have followed Christopher Daniels' career over the years, uh, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels really does fit the cult leader mold. Sure. So sure. So I can see where they would be coming from with that. Um Yeah, I just don't want it to be Christopher Daniels. Yeah. I would say both of
1: those both Matt Hardy and Raven over Christopher Daniels. Now, I would take Jeff Hardy over
0: I would take Jeff Hardy as Willow over Christopher Daniels. Would you take uh drunken Matt, uh Jeff Hardy from uh that one TNA pay-per-view uh that I can't remember the name. Against anymore. Sting. No. No, I would uh, not take <laughs> that, that Jeff Hardy. That was That was My one answers. of the most infamous moments in wrestling history. Um so, yeah. Um I think I think there's a, a another name to be perfectly honest. I think whoever it is, it's going to be someone that's not part of AEW right now. I think that's the biggest reason I don't think it's Christopher Daniels. Uh and so there's a lot of rumors that Brian Cage has signed with AEW. And he his character doesn't exactly fit, but I would probably prefer him either Matt Hardy or Christopher Daniels, right? Uh, um him coming in as this absolute monster who knows how to win you know being able to say i used to be the impact world champion i can show you how to win uh leading the dark order makes a little bit more sense than either of the other options in my book
1: but yeah i mean because here's the deal if it's matt hardy you have to win inside or it's just it it doesn't fit that storyline. There's plenty of storylines you can do with Broken Matt Hardy. you are wrong, but
0: that's not it. But So so do you I, have an OMG, did you see that for me? Well, I mean, the OMG, did you see that for me, uh, is the Cody moonsault. I'm still over the moon for that moonsault. But the thing is, I know everyone's seen it uh, a thousand times. A lot of people, because it's been all over the internet. I still look how beautiful that moon salt was um I've seen it from a couple different angles uh I that I didn't get a chance to really talk to you about it because last week we recorded before you had seen the episode yes uh but that cage looks taller than the wwef or WWk uh, I don't have the measurements to know exactly um but most of the time in the WWE cage, when someone is standing on the top turnbuckle, they can reach the top of the cage.
1: Yeah, and he can't in that one. I, I think
0: that cage is taller. And with this one, he was still three or four feet below the top of the cage, um, which makes that moonsault off the top even more impressive. Um, the cage itself was phenomenal. Well, I mean, it looked massive it looked monstrous um it it looked unique it didn't look like it was trying to knock off hell in a cell or anything like that um i don't know i was just over the top with that as a whole um but like they said that's that's an OMG moment that everyone saw probably multiple times and yeah. i'll probably go back and watch again before uh dynamite this coming week for tomorrow Tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So um, (laughs) I'm just going to point out one thing about the cage since you did bring up the cage. Um, There is one thing AEW does just like WWE, and that is some embellishment. We all know that there's a little bit of embellishment with numbers in
0: professional wrestling. That cage does not weigh six tons. Nope. Yeah, most likely not. I mean those those uh, corner trusses have to be a lot heavier than most uh, cages, so I'm sure it weighs more than the standard WWE cage. There's no argument there. Um, but, but
1: and I'm not sure if he said six tons or or six thousand pounds, but I know it was a six that JR said, and it ain't it ain't either of those. It's not even three tons. It's yeah. not. Well, because.
0: Most likely, those trusses are probably aluminum, to be perfectly honest.
1: yeah, that's my, and that's my thought. And you got chain link there. you know, if you were to say two tons, i I'd, I'd I'd believe you. Um, if you said the trusses were in two pieces each and they were one hundred and fifty pounds each, they're three hundred pounds or or even five hundred pounds. That's half a ton on 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 um, you know the corners. so um, with with a total of five hundred pounds. Shoot, if you even said each, yeah, I, I don't think I'd believe you if each truss weighed a weighed 1,000 pounds. I just don't see that. It just makes it really hard to ship.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the upside is uh, because it was in Atlanta, I don't think they had to ship it too far. Uh, they probably no. commissioned it right there. Uh, through yeah, Curve. probably. Yeah. But, but anyway,
1: that was the that but, was the only little note that I didn't.
0: That was actually probably what made
1: it that and lack of a, a longer MJF promo, which you can't do, is what kept that from being a ten out of ten on that AEW. Well,
0: and for me, probably the biggest thing, and I even talked about it with Justin on the WBU. The the probably the biggest thing that stopped it from being a ten out of ten was the cage match was only about eleven minutes long. Um, yeah. And I think it should have been longer. But you then go back and you look at the rest of that show, and what would you have shortened to make the case match longer? Uh, the
1: sh- the Shanna Chris Statlander finger nose of doom battle the boop, <laughs> the boop, the 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 forty five seconds of booping.
0: Yeah. So then we've got eleven minutes and forty five seconds. <laughs> that, <laughs> that fixes every. But the, yep. uh, uh, that is basically my point. Is I I even kind of wonder if they didn't plan on it being a longer match, and uh, then back. they get to the time and they're like, well, we've you've got to do this in 11 minutes because they didn't have enough time to spend on on anything else. And when you've got that the tag team battle royal to start off, Chris Statlander versus Shanna, which was a good match, uh, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Moxley, um, you had one more match, and I'm just can't remembering what it was. Anyways, and then the uh, the cage match there really wasn't anything that like I could argue oh they could have cut that and given the cage match longer time um, so um, yeah, I just think it was about as perfect of a show as you can and for that yeah. to have been not the go home show I mean they've still got one more dynamite before revolution this week uh, there's still a lot that they could do on a go home show for that to not be the go home show and be so good That's impressive. Um, The uh, probably biggest shake my fist at the sky and say why is knowing that this Dynamite that's going to be airing Wednesday, tomorrow, we're recording this Tuesday night, uh, shake my fist at the sky and go, why? Because that's the one that's in Kansas City, which is the closest they've been to you and I. And we debated on going to it, but we decided... Oh, with potential it, for it, bad February, weather. February, potential for bad roads, uh, and it's a five-plus hour drive for either of us um, to get there. And tomorrow and, it's gonna be 45 degrees. And, and yeah, and now it's, yeah, it's gonna be 45 degrees and clear skies, and and everything's great. And I just shake my head and go, why did we not know that the weather was gonna miraculously be good? Um, it's still it would have don't get me wrong, it would have been really hard for us to have justified that. If they were just a little bit closer, all uh, I'm saying we could come back in the summer. Kansas yes, City in the come summer. Come back in the summer, we'll do it, right? Or like we've said before, Omaha and Lincoln both have a couple different arenas yeah, that would be a you, perfect size for an AEW dynamite
1: if say there was somebody uh, a competing wrestling company that is saying is telling arenas they won't come there if they bring you guys in both of those towns have reasonably sized arenas that can hold over 10,000 people and have at least two of them yes multiple choices Try fact, a- Omaha. F- Omaha F- has F- what four arenas that can hold if you count West oh, Fair yeah.
0: outside? Yeah, I mean, cause you know when, when you when you go away from C H I Health, the big one, uh, you've still got Ralston Arena, you've got Civic, um, um Civic, yeah, um, West Fair Amphitheater, West Fair Anth- Epitheater. Try to Well, think then there's theater.
1: there's the other one over in Council Bluffs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and not to mention that there's uh, the casinos in Council Bluffs that all have uh, performing arenas that can be used. But yeah, you have Baxter Arena. Perfect perfect theme for
1: for, uh, AEW, too, yeah.
0: Yep, Ralston Arena, Baxter Arena, CHI Health. um, You've got uh, Omaha Burke Stadium would be, I mean, it be a stadium show so you'd have to do it during good weather but it's also summer summertime i mean yeah. it's also a high school mm-hmm. but it's still Fail. it's still, i mean there's plenty of it just here in omaha but like i would like to say ralston arena would be probably about the perfect uh baxter yeah. arena would be great um like you said get over to council bluffs and you've got a couple different options over there Mid america in Council Bless mm-hmm. mid America Center that's one that I was thinking of. Um, if if you uh, even wanted to do it in an outdoor arena Td Ameritrade Park, um, it's a baseball arena uh, uh, but plenty of room for you to do a show there. And so how is this the room... the college World Series? I mean everybody knows where' it's at. Yep. so that's what that's what all we're saying AE dubs, bring it here. We'll be there. Or Lincoln. Lincoln works Lincoln. too. Lincoln works. Pershing.
1: Pershing. If if you can't go to Pinnacle Bank, then you go to Pershing. You know. You could also go to uh uh oh where the volleyball team plays. I can't remember the name of it, but Yeah. And Lancaster Event Center. So there's four in Lincoln that hold ten thousand. In fact, there's one in Grand Island that holds ten thousand. Just saying.
0: Oh, yeah. I, can, I can even make it to to uh, Grand Island. I mean, that's. It's a two-hour drive, but I could do that. Yeah. yeah. So. A. E. Dubs. Nyla, talk to your boss.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Right. Right. us up. We're 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 giving you your props. I didn't know she did D and D. Yeah. I may have to start doing D and D. See if I can pick this chick up.
0: Uh, I'm gonna why? get my
1: butt kicked by her if I do though.
0: Anyway. Uh. If if you do, film it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, on that note, we will start to wrap this up. Um, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to us and to all of our sister shows through the Tapness Co podcast network. Um, uh, it makes us uh, get out there. The more people who have subscribed to us, the more times you share it, the more people that listen to us, the better we become. So um, if you haven't subscribed, wherever you listen to this um, make sure to click that subscribe button make sure to share it on your social medias so other people can find us and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't care if you use Apple Podcasts to do this go to Apple Podcasts, sign in on your thing and rate us five stars helps us out more than anything I don't have some clever rate us five stars just like quote whoever made up for this week um, Just just give us five stars It helps us out more than you. Um, And then uh, I've been talking about it the last couple weeks, our Wix site. You can find it in the pinned tweet or in the show notes for this show. Um, So you go there. Uh, It's got a blog where we're going to be doing um, our predictions for Revolution. Once we get the final card tomorrow, I will start putting up our predictions there. Uh, Also, a way you can listen to our podcast right there. It's going to have links to the... Uh, uh, Tatnus Co. Podcast Network uh, homepage on there. Um, and there's also a Wix app that you can join. Also a link in the show notes or in the pinned tweet on our on my Twitter um, that you can actually use to interact directly with me. Uh, so it's a great way to do that. Uh, get that app. Like I say, it's in the pinned tweet. You can find that tweet at my Twitter. It's at rawandorderwbu. You can also find D.A. Fabe's Twitter at... D.A. Vincent K. Fabe. But on that note, we will close the book on the visit from the FBI this week, and we will see you later with the WBU. Thanks for listening. Hold
1: up, hold up, hold up. up, Time out,
0: time out. What? You're not... because,
1: Because you just rambled there. I wasn't able to mention... You cannot call them our sister shows when one of them has Nyla on it in the same episode that you said tying in WrestleMania is like kissing your sister.
0: <laughs> you would want it, right? You just you
1: can't do that to me. <laughs> partner shows, does that work?
0: If you want to call week, it, can part- it be partner shows. If- If it makes you feel better, there are partner shows. Fair enough. That works great. Cuff Cuff Sister Shows. (laughs) Cuff Cuff. But on that note, we will close the book. Thanks for listening.